Welcome to the Five Degrees to Your Future podcast. Shift your course, transform your life, do more of what you love with Dr. Kathy Hunter. Good morning and welcome back. It's Dr. Kathy Hunter with the Five Degrees to Your Future podcast. And sorry, I've been a little MIA this week. I am in Northern California and I am currently in Grover Hot Springs, which is a pretty amazing place. It's a California state park. It's south of Lake Tahoe, but you have to really drive there, pretty south. And it has an amazing natural hot springs. And the history here is pretty cool. Why we are here and the town that is closest is called Markleyville, which is pretty small, <laughs> but adorable. And why we're here is because I have a very special guest today. And her sister-in-law is Ranger Jennifer McCallan. And that is why we are here. She is a California State Park Ranger. And she very graciously gave us a beautiful campsite. And we are now sitting on her porch. And I am here with my guest. And we are sitting here swinging like a bunch of 50-plus-year-old ladies just looking at this gorgeous meadow and these giant mountains that we actually hiked yesterday. So without further ado, I want to introduce, want introduce one of my besties. Her name is Toni Smith. She is a brilliant massage therapist, along with being a wonderful wife, beautiful mother, amazing runner, and she happens to be blind. And she's generally an advocate or having a great time in life because God knows we have a great time. So I want to warmly welcome Tony Smith. Hi, Tony. Say hi. Hi, hi everybody. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. <laughs> well, it's so true. Okay, Tony. So I want to talk about, first of all, how we met. So that's pretty exciting, right? Yes. So how we met, let's see, how many years ago was that? I think it was 2013. Gosh, you know what? One thing about Tony, one of the m many amazing things about Tony, she has this insanely incredible memory. And she schools me all the time on our mutual stories. But it, when you when in doubt, go to Tony. She'll tell you what. <laughs> right? Yes. Okay, so I had my chiropractic practice. I had uh, lots of employees. And Tony actually came because she's a massage therapist and she was doing massage in our office. Did I get that correct? That's correct. Okay. <laughs> and one day, she came up to me, and because I'm Kathy Hunter, they called me Dr. Hunter, and most people call me Hunter, she came up to me and said, Hunter, uh, I heard you're a runner. I said, yes. She said, will you run with me? And I didn't even think about it, her being blind. I said, sure. That's how it all started, right? Yep. I had um, started running with my son, Clint, and his friend, McKenna. Um, uh, the first time I ran, I decided I'd, I want to run again. I ran as a kid with my dad. We ran a couple 5Ks and a 10K, and um, it had been, what, 30-plus years since I had run. So we went to the, my son Clint and McKenna and I went to the middle school track, and I could barely make it around one time around the tr track, which is a quarter mile. Um, I was almost to the end, and I was just, 
pooping out, just going to stop. And Clint <laughs> grabbed my arm and said, come on, mom, you're almost there. Don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> so he pretty much dragged me. So I first ran a quarter mile, went back the next day, increased it, ran a half a mile and just started, you know, I think I got up to two miles with them or maybe actually it was, it, it was six times around the track. So a mile and a half. And then they went back to college or away to college. It was their first year going away to college. And I had no one to run with. So I had to find somebody. So I asked Hunter and she graciously met me at the middle school track and we <laughs> ran. But when we increased our miles to two miles, we're like, we're just running in circles. <laughs> so she said, how about we take this show on the road? And I was like, sure. <laughs> so she started taking me running along the, the Arroyo. We call it the wash. And uh, that's where we started. That is a great recap. <laughs> I'm telling you, her memory is amazing. And one thing you will definitely learn about Tony today is she is hardcore. And if you tell her she can't do something, um, yeah, that doesn't exist. She, she's going to do it. And I'm going to throw a couple fun facts about you before you get into your life, Tony. Um, let's see. You were an actor on Little House on the Prairie. Am I correct? Uh, I was on one episode. Yes. Right. I think it was 1978. And then there was a writer's strike. So that ended my career. And, and what were you on? So I was on, uh, I think it's episode... I think it's uh, season six, episode 14 or 16. It's called Darkness is My Friend. And I played a little blind girl in the blind school. And um, I met Michael Landon and Melissa Sue Anderson and Melissa Gilbert. And they're all amazing people. Welcomed me in and um, showed me the ropes. And uh, it was a great, great experience. Yeah, and you said, what did Michael Landon make for you? Oh, so Michael Landon uh, made a little house on the prairie house, um, a model, and a little outhouse out of wood so <laughs> that I could see what it felt like. <laughs> That's great. And a weird uh, coincidence is that I went to Paramount Studios to film at the blind school, you know, on their set. But I live in Simi Valley, the town where Little House on the Prairie is actually filmed up in the hills. So it was kind of strange that I didn't film in my own town where I lived. I had to go to <laughs> Los Angeles to do it. But it was it was a great experience. I had a lot of fun. That's cool. And and may I interject as well, one of your first running experiences was for the Olympics, correct? Oh, I, I thought you, I didn't know you knew about that. Uh, yes. I, listen, my memory isn't as good as yours, Tony, but I remember a few things. Yes. So um, I was playing beep baseball with the blind kids. Um, we would play other, Simi Valley would play other towns. I remember we played Malibu. We played um, Port Wyneme, and um, it's basically a, a big, so I, think it, I think it's a softball with a beeper inserted into it. And so when you hit the ball, um, you could go to the ball to field it. By the way, the, the, you could follow the sound. In other words, you can't see the ball, so you follow the sound. I might need that. <laughs> So we were playing beat baseball, and that was an organization ran by the Telephone Pioneers, which was a big um, organization that did a lot of fundraisers and things for for mostly uh, blind kids, but I'm sure they did other things as well. But um, 
So they were asked by the Olympic Committee to find someone to run with the Olympic torch. And so they, I was lucky enough for, they chose me. And at the time I didn't want to do it because I was 13 <laughs> and I didn't want the, sh like all the attention, attention on sure. me. And I was a little embarrassed and uncomfortable and I didn't know what it all meant. But my mom said, you know, you got to do it. It's an honor. And trust me, when you're older, you'll be, you know, thrilled that you were able to be a part of it. And of course, as moms always are, they're always right. Yes. Always <laughs> so right. yes, I was, uh, I think I ran down in, it was in the Valley, San Fernando Valley. And I think it was down Victory Boulevard. I ran at 445 in the morning <laughs> and, uh, oh my gosh, the crowd on the streets. It was like, I was a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> I have the chills right now, just thinking of the sounds of everyone cheering and, wow. and saying, you know, USA and go Tony. And it was, it was amazing. And this was the 1984? Yes, 1984 Los Olympics. Los Angeles Olympics, yes, correct? Yes. yes. Now, you, did you run with someone? Yes, I had a, um, my mom found, a, she had a friend that from church that was a, a runner, and she, uh, her name was Leah Gloss, and she ran with me. How cool. And you know what? I was running by that age, and if I grew up in Los Angeles, I would run with you. <laughs> I, I <laughs> and you know. And you still have the torch, correct? Yes, I do. I still have the torch. I have a... Well, a, fr a friend that uh, my son's friend, Blake, he made me a uh, like a holder for it. So it's presented in my den at home so I can keep it on display. It's very nice. Fun facts. Yes. Total fun facts. Okay. So we know this podcast is about all sorts of small shifts and little things you can do every day to get to your goals, to attain your dreams, to really engineer your life the way you want and that is definitely why obviously from these stories I have Tony here with us today because talk about someone who has engineered her life so I want to take it back to when she was born because she was another fun fact she was born blind but they didn't know for a while so I'm going to let her tell you that because it's such a great another message of this podcast is inspiration and motivation you know get off your duff so <laughs> Tony, tell us about when you were born. Um, I was born to uh, my parents, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yes, fun fact. Um, <laughs> um, so I was the youngest of four at the time. I had two older sisters and an older brother. Um, my parents noticed that I wasn't focusing on things, and they were taking me to the doctor, uh, different doctors, I believe, and they found out that I was uh, blind when I was four months old. Um, my mother never spoke of it really to me, but the story goes from my grandmother, Grace. She told me she took uh, my mom to the doctor. She sat in the car with my siblings. She was babysitting. This was probably like the, the specialist that was going to give them all the answers. So she went, took her for moral support, waited in the car. My mom came out uh, maybe an hour or two later holding me and she was crying and she said, my baby is blind and she'll never be able to see again. And she sat there and cried for a few minutes and then she wiped her tears and she said, my baby will never know she has a handicap. We're all going to treat her the same as every all the other kids. And that was the last time my mom, you know, really, I think at least showed people that she was scared or, you know, all the emotions you might feel when you find out your, your baby is not going to be quote normal so um, I think she pretty much 
ensured that I would have a normal life. And indeed, I did not really realize I had a handicap. Nothing stopped me, but that was because of my parents and encouragement and telling me I could do whatever I wanted to do. So they made sure that I had all kinds of experiences. I grew up going snow skiing. Um, I rode horses. I rode a bike. Um, so yeah, I just played alongside everybody else. You rode a bike? Yeah. How'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Tony Tony and I got along right away. And um, we won when we run. You know, like I said, I never really thought about it. And think about the amount of trust she has to have in me for running. But one thing I do remember you told me early on running, which I just thought was the coolest, is, you know, people are fascinated. They say, how do you guys run? Do you Do you have a rope around her? Do you like hold on to her the whole time? And no, that's not true. In fact, most of the time, and this is why we try to go on kind of washes and paths that don't have cars or not a lot of bicycles because she just runs alongside of me. She'll kind of bump me here and there, her elbow, but she literally just runs alongside. And remember you said... I've never felt as free as when I'm running. That's correct. Yes, that is true. Right? And it's the coolest thing to see because, one, she's pretty damn good. But, two, um, she's just smiling. She's just smiling away, right? With my eyes closed. Yeah, she does. People see me running. They're not quite sure what's happening. (laughs) Well, it's more relaxing with your eyes closed. Hey, if you could close your eyes, you you would, you know? I call it cheating. (laughs) But, no. So, so, uh, it's pretty interesting. And we actually have done trail running and we're talking about doing more trail running coming up and um you know there's rocks there's cragginess and and tony just uh hits it head on so you know it's a pretty interesting tale and we all are a product of our growing up no matter how we want to deny it or you know say that doesn't influence it obviously influences you and it is all about what you do with it but talk about coming into the world with a major uh, sense gone and of course she has major heightened other senses I can tell you that her memory uh, not that that's a sense but her memory her her smell her hearing I mean it's pretty it's pretty wild right Tony I would say yes (laughs) (laughs) I mean I thought I was a good smeller and a hearer but no Tony is incredible but with her parents and her siblings treating her just like quote-unquote normal kid and that's how her life has been. I mean, look, she's she really is an amazing massage therapist. We refer back and forth all the time now that we both have our practices in our homes. Uh, and she is a mother of three sons. And I, that fascinates me the most, I think, because I don't have children. And uh, her husband, how long have been married? Uh, 31 years. Oh my God. Or is it 32? <laughs> Uh-oh, on that memory. Um, and Tom Smith, her husband, he is just... He's COVID screwed us up. We all lost a year, didn't we? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I just turned 50. It is 31 years. It'll be 32 next year. <laughs> Good recovery. Uh, Tom is amazing. And the, to watch the two of them together, it's it's pretty it's pretty beautiful. Uh, one, the fact that they still love each other and have fun, right? But two, um, how good he is with her. And again, it just comes natural. So for me, it just comes natural running with her. 
Um, but with Tom, it's, it's their life. I mean, you know, Tony does a lot of things, including raising three beautiful boys. In fact, her one son is getting married this fall, right? Yes. That's exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, she wants grandkids. Anyway. I'm happy to finally have a girl in the family. <laughs> That's true. Uh, her son's fiance is just beautiful inside and out. But, but it is amazing, all these shifts. And, and I want to focus back on running because, at least for me in our life journey together, I have seen the shifts. So when Tony talked about when we started running, we were on that dirt track. And she was doing, you know, mile and a half, two miles, no problem. Um, and then of course we're bored. So boom, we're out into the wild and we're on the road and we're on, like we said, the wash in Simi Valley. It's along the kind of dry ish river and it goes through town and it's really no, no motorized traffic, but there's bicycles and and people, but that's where we can really kind of run free. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we slowly started upping our miles. And like she said, we did our first 5k which was very hilly, wasn't it? Yes, in <laughs> Moorpark, the in, Mammoth Run. The Mammoth Run. Then we did our first 10K. That was the Agora, Great Race. Yep. Yeah, the Great Race in Agora by um, Dole. You get some good treats afterwards, like a lot of fruit treats from Dole. And eventually she said, I want a half marathon. And we did the City to Sea half marathon, 13.1 miles. Uh, what year was that? Uh, 2016? Damn, she's good. And uh, we ran the whole thing. I mean, we trained hard and... No walking. Uh, no walk. Well... That's our rule. That's our rule. And I'm just going to share this because it is a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of that particular race, the half marathon, it literally a quarter mile, maybe from the finish, you you hear the band, everyone's screaming, and she's like, I, I'm dead. I'm going to walk, right? Yep. And I said, I knew if she walked... She'd be so mad after. Oh, gosh. She would be PO'd. She would never forgive herself. I mean, we came that far. And I said, you are not walking. And what did you say to me? I said, I, I have to walk. I'm, I, I, can't, I don't have anything left in me. And Hunter said, well, I'm not walking, so you're going to have to walk yourself, <laughs> I guess. And I said, well, I don't care what you think. I've never walked down the street by myself before. Give me a break. No, you have. she's like, hang on. And she... <laughs> I took her arm and she, I don't know how I crossed that finish line. <laughs> my feet were moving, but my head was somewhere else, <laughs> off in la-la land. But she dragged me across and thank God she did because she was absolutely right. I would not have forgiven myself. and I probably would have said, we need to go back there tomorrow right. and run it again. Yeah, and I can't believe he made me walk. Yes, yes I, knew, I yes. knew. But but it was, you have to understand if you've done any type of racing, uh, long distance running, something happens when you start to up your miles there's this internal anger and frustration <laughs> comes out when you uh are tired and I've had it happen to myself unfortunately I was running by myself so there wasn't anyone to get angry with except myself but with with Tony and my other friend Angie these are big miles you know half marathons marathons it's like your body's had it so she was literally willing to walk in herself <laughs> And I would not allow it. And that's what besties do, right? Right. We take care of each other. Yep. And another reason why we, my husband and I, are here with her in Grover Hot Springs is because her and I have wanted to do this camping vacation for quite some time, a couple years. Yes. And yeah. we finally did it because we thoroughly enjoy each other's company. But now, 
what do you want to leave people with in terms of encouragement, small shifts in their life? What did you say to me yesterday when we were talking about what we're going to talk to today about if you can do it type of thing? Well, we were talking about how growing up and stuff that I would, I would go whitewater rafting, snow skiing, whatever it was. Um, people are so amazed that I can do this stuff without being able to see or just running like I, I can't even run and I can see as is the very famous comment that I get. Well, I to me, it's no big deal. I don't realize that it's anything out of the ordinary. It's just what I do because that's what my parents made sure that I, you know, that I didn't question myself. So I say, you know, it's a, at first it was embarrassing because it's like I'm not I'm not doing anything special, but people are thinking I'm something more than I am. But then I realized as an adult that people need encouragement. They need to have something that gives them motivation, something to work for, work toward. So if someone's sitting on the couch and thinking, well, if Tony can do it, I can do it. That's great. I, I, I'd, I'd love to be that inspiration for someone to get up, get outside, walk around the block. If that's all you got in you, walk around the block and you can increase it. I remember I started at a quarter mile one time around the track and then I did 13.2 or 13.1. What's a half? 13.1. 13.1 miles. I didn't do 13.2. <laughs> Never. <laughs> so, yes, um, you know, if, if that's what it takes to get people out moving and being outside, um, you know, then then I, I embrace it because it, it's it's a wonderful thing to motivate somebody and see the progress and it's that's just it's great i love it and, and that is beautifully so said. small shifts exactly. start start out around the block walking riding your bike whatever it is and and boy you can change your life right over yeah. time oh think yeah. about from where we started i thought i i thought the hardest thing i ever did was run that 5k i was never going to finish that uphill last bit and then i went to a 10k and i thought that was the hardest thing i'm never going to be able to run more than six miles so it's it's just you know that's the small shift i love it i love it and that's such an encouraging message and it's also a real life message i mean we're sitting here and she's the real deal that's her life but what a great story from her parents to now and now her oldest son getting married like how cool is that and and i have to share we went on a pretty hard hike yesterday it's about 6.5 miles roughly would you say yes yeah. and thank goodness ranger jennifer her sister-in-law uh encouraged us to drive to more the quote-unquote top of this hike and then hike back to where we're camping and then take another car up to get the car because some of those switchbacks and steep down i would not want to go up. <laughs> yeah and so you know it was definitely doable at the same time you know I'm watching Tony he's she's in front of me with her husband Tom I'm in front of them turning around watching and think about it we're going down these granite boulders we're sliding yeah there's a trail but I can see it okay she can't see it so toward the end I said well what's sore we were all kind of doing our old person uh, <laughs> accounting of what was sore and I was saying oh my quadriceps my front of my legs were shaking a bit and I don't know Larry my husband's crazy he said his toes were sore from you know in his shoe and Tony said her 
her toes and her hands hurt her fingers because she was holding onto Tom's backpack a lot of the time. Single it, file. Single file. Narrow trail. So imagine we're, we are in the mountains. This is no joke up here. And we are coming down this granite face on this trail. And so she's, you know, she doesn't really know what's going on. I mean, Tom is a, an amazing guide. However, she still has to do it. So her fingers were sore and her toes are sore because she's gripping, mm-hmm. you know. And and I made a comment yesterday and it it was, <laughs> it was started to go off kilter. But it was a total compliment. I'm behind her watching her walk and I said, you remind me of a mule. And why I said that is because when I was hiking the Grand Canyon and the mules come with the big packs on them and people going down into Phantom Ranch in the Grand Canyon... I mean, you have to get out of their way, and there's nowhere to go. You literally hug the canyon wall, and they go by you on the trail, and they're very narrow. They just whoom, slam their foot down, and they're sure-footed, and that was Tony. And there's no other resemblance of a mule. But the way, <laughs> the way she walked was amazing for someone who cannot see. Very sure-footed. But, you know, you have a lot of confidence in Tom as well. Correct. Correct. Yeah. He's my Thomas guide. <laughs> Now, that's a throwback if people are from California, probably our, ha- our age and above, right? Mm-hmm. She has a Thomas Guide, a real-life Thomas Guide. Yes. <laughs> but, but real quick, interesting, when we were on this hike for four hours <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> we were talking, and I asked everybody what they thought was the hardest thing they ever did in their life. Now, I won't really share what the guys said because they're guys. It's very interesting one of the comments was maybe we're just not as deep as you guys (laughs) but tony said what was your hardest thing the half marathon because i had to train for it you had to work for it. i had to work for it yeah and here's me i'm thinking her having three children and she's like no i knew i could do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i didn't know lots of women have babies (laughs) not everybody runs a half marathon right let alone not being able to see right so that was, it made me think, and I'm thinking, thinking, thinking for quite some time on what was the hardest thing I ever did. And I believe it was when I did a half marathon for a certain time I wanted to do. And just like Tony trained my butt off, worked every bit to get what we did. So interesting, both of us, even though we've had a lot of different accomplishments, was running. And it brings it full circle to it our does. friendship, right? Yes. Well, Tony, I just want to thank you so much. Uh, I am sad we are both leaving this beautiful place today. You're going home, right? Yes. Larry and I are headed to the next hot spring, a little bit south of Bishop called Keogh Hot Springs, a little old-timey resort, and we'll be hiking. So hopefully I'll get down there and do another podcast. But, Tony, thank you so much. Anything else you want to leave our guests with? Oh, thank you for having me. The pleasure is mine. This was fun. (laughs) Um, My first podcast I've ever done. Oh, my God. Another first. I love it. Well, you were amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Just get out there and and walk around the block, whatever it takes to start. And you'll find out that you don't want to be inside sitting on the couch. It'll take might take a month or so, but it actually becomes something you have to do. You have to start that day that for me, it's become that I have to walk run, do something before my day can start or else I don't feel, you know, like, what is the word? You don't you, feel right. Yeah, you do. You, you're the same way, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have to move. Get me out there. Yeah. I didn't used to always be like that. So see small shifts probably has, but 
<laughs> what did your husband say yesterday? I don't think I don't think Hunter gets tired. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> well, that is a wonderful message and exactly what we are all talking about. So I know we went a little bit longer today, but this was absolutely wonderful. Thank you for being a guest. Thank you. Thank you for being the first guest and thank you for this lovely camping vacation. It was great. Yeah, it was great. Okay, everybody. Take that message, get out there, like Tony says, and until next time, take care. Thank you so much for listening to the 5 Degrees to Your Future podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a future episode. And please leave a rating for the podcast as well. You can follow Dr. Kathy Hunter on Instagram at Kathy Hunter Glover. And until next time, enjoy the journey.